That was literally verbal diarrhea. I'm setting the bar awfully low. Titus O'Neil keeps running directly into that bar. Get him off my TV. Get him off my TV. You make me very angry. The man who has a better IQ than you, the awe-inspiring JC. You should go work for WWE because you'd be so up far up Vince's No, butt. no, no, no. Oh, you are no, such no, a no, sucker. No, no, no. You are. You defend everything, all the bad moves they make. This is the Chopper Knocker Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the latest edition of the Jobberknocker Podcast. As always, it's Nestlemania alongside for the ride is a man that won a battle royal and then nobody cared because Brock Lesnar's coming back, JC. <laughs> Literally, exactly how I felt about it too, but we're going to get to that because again, for that guy, it is fucking perfect. It is little perfection, but Nestlemania, we're pretty spoiled this week in the wrestling world. Uh, I'd say it was a far above average week in terms of wrestling content uh raw on monday night was uh actually pretty solid for the most part there's a lot of good stuff going on AEW had one of the more uh, fun segments i thought of the year nxt 2.0 is getting ready for their uh war games which we will preview in the finish of this podcast so uh there you go a little deep tease but WrestleMania, i think there's only one place to start and that is the shine and for me i i mean i put this out on twitter i absolutely loved the Edge Miz promo. I absolutely loved the MJF Punk promo. Uh, we're absolutely spoiled because you know what? This is this is what you want when you have multiple shows. If you want someone has a great segment, you want someone to try to one up it. And you know what? We're the winners. We're spoiled. I loved it. Yeah, I mean, I, I totally agree with you, JC. There's a lot there that you can. There's a lot of meat on the bone that we can discuss here. First off, I wanted to get into the MJF and the Punk promo because you know the previous week the Punk didn't do anything. He and he said in the promo, "I did what nobody else could do. I shut up MJF without saying a word." Which, you know, in theory, I guess makes somewhat sense. Um, but it, it, it was a barb back and forth. Uh, I really appreciated that MJF kind of went for the jugular. Um, it seems like he's, he made the comment to me or not to me. He made the comment to punk, excuse me, where he said, you know, you drop pipe bombs. I drop nukes. And I just started laughing and I'm like, you goddamn right. He does, you know, but it's hard because he was in Chicago, which, you know, it, it, it's hard to ever have anything go your way in Chicago, but it's, it was odd to me because, and maybe it's because I put punk on the pedestal, right? Like for me, I, in my brain, I put punk way up there. I felt like I was in, like if I had to score it like a gymnastic judge, I would have given it to MJF. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I think it's just, I mean, MJF is really, really, really fucking good. Like, we're about to talk about four people who are phenomenal promos, and two of, I think, the best ever, or three of the best ever, I think, in CM Punk, MJF, and The Miz. So it's just, like, the bar's already really high. But, yeah, I mean, MJF, like, he he had all the quips, and he obviously is working as the heel in the hometown of the uh, other guy. So that, I think, obviously gives him even more of an advantage to get that visceral reaction. But... I, I just, I thought it was very well paced. I thought it like it was well done. Everything they said, I, I'm a big, I enjoy insults. Everyone loves insults. These guys don't like each other. They're going to insult each other. MJF, one of the best insulters because he, he knows that it's easy to go below the belt, but he really goes below the belt and really like twists and squeezes and turns and rips those nuts right out of the sack. So, um, <laughs> Jesus, but I, I honestly, I, 
<laughs> if I were scoring this promo and the other promo, I would have gave them both perfect scores on whatever scale you want because I was enthralled with both segments. I thought they were enjoyable. And it's the beautiful part of it is that they were different segments. Like as long as you say like, oh, they're great promo segments back and forth. Like MJF and Punk felt more of like that, like tit for tat, like low blows. Whereas like Edge and Miz, it was like, it was so well done, but it was a lot more of like the respect in the promo of two guys where like Edge was really, he was giving Miz all his accolades being like, look man, this and that, and you believe in yourself. So I thought they were beautiful for different reasons. And I mean, I just, there's something that I think we can rewatch all throughout the week and be excited for. Um, so yeah, I just, I thought those two segments were by far two of the best things we've got in a while and by far the two best things of the week. I agree with you hundred percent. There is another thing that I wanted to tackle upon uh, specifically because one kind of piggybacks on the other. Uh, when you get to the edge and Miz promo edge said something to the long of like, look, dude, you live rent free in people's heads. You're having people on other shows. Use your name. Like that was funny. <laughs> I appreciated it. But the one thing that Ray Ray pointed out in our thread, and I want to make it, you know, known to everybody else that listens is you really missed, at least for me, I had to go back and rewind it when he was saying something like, you know, you left your friend high and dry to get fired. Like that was a nice little, like just a jab. It wasn't like the thing everybody's going to remember, but they should like, they absolutely should. And did you see you know, what Morrison tweeted? I saw it this no, morning. What did he say? Um, he tweeted late last night. I, I have it up. Hey, edge rated R high and dry. Hashtag Johnny drip trip is never not wet. The flood stud America's moist wanted. By the way, when you jump into the Mrs. Water, be prepared for a slaughter. So Morrison go. still has got his boys back, but it's one of those things. It's like, like you, it's all those things, like they're supposed to make you cringe because it's uncomfortable because obviously of what happened, but like, it's just one of those things that said little extra, little extra, extra. I mean, Liv and Becky also used a similar device in uh, their promos, which we'll probably talk about shortly. Cause I really enjoyed that as well, but it's just that little extra thing. But I mean, man, like, Edge put this thing out on social media all week about who do you want me to feud with? But it was kind of like the CM Punk thing. And then, yeah. and, then, and then he went, ended up with team Taz or whatever a couple weeks ago, but he put out like, who do you want to find everyone's name in all these dream matches? And of course you get the fucking miss who no one asked for, but it's fucking perfect, man. The way they did this, because it's edges come back. So you spoil it with another comeback with Miz. And by the way, Maurice is with him. Ah! So it's just like, this is just such a well done segment. It was unexpected. And you know what, man, this is going to be a fun feud. Uh, we'll see how long it lasts. Obviously, this is the perfect feud to Edge to kind of get his shit back as he kind of rebuilds himself as we head towards WrestleMania because the Miz man, he can take all the hells he wants. It doesn't matter because of the flip of the switch, you can win that championship back and it don't mean a thing. So, Yeah, look, I mean, if you're going to go back and watch probably two things, you really have to watch both of them. I think this you can't watch one without the other. They kind of tit for tat in its own way. You know, it's not like, I don't know, I'll be curious to see on Wednesday on Dynamite if uh, they go out of their way to make a joke of that promo, too, just because the way it is. Uh, somebody might say an offhand account. I, I would put money on it, honestly, because as much as I love AEW on Wednesdays, at least, I, I think Dynamite's a lot of fun to watch. There is this there is this feeling every time I watch Dynamite that I go, just fucking stop talking about them. Like, just do what you guys do better than anybody else. Don't, don't worry about what they're doing. Do your thing, man. Like, But every time they bring up something, I go... Do you really, like, to me, here's the thing. I don't think that Miz comment from Punk, it, it's a great little jab, but I think they would have done just as good, if not better, without it. I, I don't know. I just don't think you need to drag other people into I, it like So here's my thing with this, because I agree. Like, they don't need it, but anytime they do do it, it gets so much fucking attention that 
they might as well keep doing it because it instantly becomes, it makes them talk about your product nonstop. It's one of those things. Cause like it's, it's, it's the fan's fault. It's the internet's fault for obsessing over it and talking about it, whether you love it or whether you hate it, like you're making it a hot topic point. Like it's one of those things. It's like you're cheering or you're booing. It doesn't matter. You're reacting and that's what they want. So they're going to keep doing it. It's the same reason why edge used it in his because he knows it's going to get a reaction. He's smart. It's smart to do those things. And it's one of those, whether you're annoyed with it or whether someone else loved it, you're talking about it. So it's a no brainer for them to do it. But I, I do agree with the sentiment for sure. I think they obviously overdo it, but again, it doesn't hurt them. If anything, it helps them. So they're probably just going to keep doing it forever and ever. So we'll move on because I think there's other things to talk about here. There's a lot I thought this week that went really, really well. We know we have a lot of different things here. I want to point out, and someone else is going to tell me this is heat worthy, but for me, I loved it and it cracked me up. AJ Styles being blind, I, I could not stop laughing at it. I know you can, you can go your own way with it, but I just, I know it was a one and done situation. But I fucking loved it. I thought it was so funny for the little thing that it was. And I just want to put that in there in the shine because he's already the most phenomenal wrestler in the ring. Every once in a while, you forget that he can do some stuff outside the ring. And for me, I went, he took this thing and probably went, what the fuck is this? You know, and, but he made it something that, you know, was worth it, in my opinion, and was one of the highlights for me when I watched it. You're never going to get me to be upset about a second tier tag team feud involving four awesome performers in the street profits and AJ and Omas. Like it's one of those things. It's like, even when it's bad, like we talked about it last week with all the fucking pizza and all that shit, it's still fun because those guys are fucking good. Some people are just good. It is what it is. Those four guys, I enjoy all four of them for many different reasons. So definitely not he for me. The other, another thing I just mentioned it that I really love. I love, I, we hate contract signings here on the knocker, but I like to live in Becky because like this one to me, it feels a little different because we're just, we're watching this ascension of live and her finally getting her opportunity on the mage stage is coming next week and watching her just kind of grab it and make the most of it, whether she wins or loses is something that I think a lot of us just love because we're all just like fans of live. She is that underdog that we've just watched forever, just grinding and grinding. She's finally getting her chance. I think Becky's really hit her stride in this feud. So I, we, we can talk about obviously the five on five, probably at another portion yeah. of the show. Um, but in terms of the contract signing for what that was, I thought that was the, some of the most confident mic work I've ever seen live do. And I think it's exciting because next week, I mean, I expect it to be a schmoz, but it's exciting. It is exciting. That's the fun thing about Raw right now. There's a lot of fresh things. There's Liv getting an opportunity. There's this and that, all these fun things on the show that it just gives it a little more exciting. And this is definitely a focal point for me. I would have been really happy if they had just stopped after the contract signing. That would have yes. made me, I felt like it left me a bad taste in my mouth, obviously, because we hate, I, you guys know how much I hate anything besides anything past tag matches in terms of anything. I hate, you know, six man or six, six woman, four on four, five on five, six on six, 18 on 18, whatever the hell they're going to do in AEW, whatever. But like, I can't stand it. I think it's useless. The fact that they had to parade out all those women just for live to get a win was just like, ah, uh, not a huge fan of that, but whatever it, they, it it's kind of, it was past the point. Like it would have made sense a month ago, but you know. Oh, you know what I'm saying? They just had a pay-per-view yeah. where they do five-on-five yeah. matches? Yeah. That would have made a lot more sense there. I think our boy Ray Ray tweeted yeah, that. And I agree. Uh, yeah, and I agree. Ray ha Ray's been having some great tweets. Go follow him. He also, has some, bad, he also has some bad takes, too. Listen, but, you know, listen, Ray, we're in the shine, so we're going to highlight Ray's good takes. Yes, Maybe exactly. Maybe we'll bad takes in the heat. And we gotta, <laughs> yeah, we got we to gotta give him a shout-out at our boy, at, at Ray Ray of the JK. I just, I, you know, he gets me, uh, he gets me going. I think he think makes me think differently sometimes. And I think that's why I love the knocker guys. And, and uh, they're just, 
they're so great. They have all different perspectives. But there's so much good that we have to talk about. And I know our boy Guthrie was giving giving us the crap, saying like, we, "I better have a good shine this week." Blah 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 blah. So I mean, Guthrie. he's right. Because let's be honest, Dustin. I don't know about you, but like the last month or so, I've been really run down by this. And we get to this, and I'm looking at, it, I'm like, I'm not enjoying Raw and SmackDown. There's not a lot of shine. There's little pieces here and there, but this finally this week, like there was a lot of good stuff. Like SmackDown wasn't great, but I liked the main theme they had going. And then Raw is just like it's one of those things like. You know, we you could, they've kind of been kind of messy with this Big E, Seth, and KO. We've been kind of critical of it. But I thought this week, the ending to the show, the way they did it, was fucking perfect. Like, you can make fun of DQs for all you want, but this one is just fucking, this is the genius of Kevin Owens. Him goading, like, when you see it happen, why in the middle of his match with Big E, where if he wins, he gets inserted into the match at day one? Why in the hell would he just randomly attack Seth during the match? Because KO knows it is going to be hard to beat Big E one-on-one as the champion. But he also knows that Seth is a loose cannon. That if he pisses him off, he'll see red and he'll burn it down and he'll lose his cool and fucking attack him and get DQ'd. And what happens when that happens, WrestleMania? KO wins, he gets in the match. It was fucking genius. It was, I loved watching this play out because right as he started to do it, I kind of picked up and I'm like, this is genius. But I like go on a Twitter, of course, and I read all the people, oh my God, this is so dumb. Why would he do that? He's going to cost himself the match. And then all of a sudden you see the finish. I'm just like, <laughs> like, you know that gif with like the guy going, <laughs> yeah. that was me in my living room last night. So I, I mean, it's been kind of messy. I think this for the most part, but I thought in terms of this week, I absolutely love the way they booked that. I'm never a fan. I feel here's the thing. I feel like more often than not, the main event of Monday Night Raw ends in a DQ. Like so, yes, hundred so, percent. And, it, and, it, and it's hard because at least this one made sense, and at least this one was fascinating because it ended into a result of something better, which I'm fine with. I just think that when you look at it. Something that made sense and something that worked so well gets kind of mudded, you know, mud down because of they keep going to that like, well, it's the main event of Monday Night Raw. Nobody will fucking win. So whatever. And then you look at it and you're like, I think it takes away the specialness of what just transpired the other night because you're used to just DQs. So it's hard. But here's the other part that I, I was concerned with. Seth Rollins has been out like six weeks in a row with commentary, it seems. Like every match, he's on commentary doing God knows what. But the other thing I was thinking about was, is if he was really the ultimate, like, you know, that they call him the architect and he's thought of all these things and everything like that, I feel like, it, and it did it did more for KO than anybody else, but why wouldn't he have just slid in and beat up Big E? Like, he made it seem like he didn't have a choice in the matter. He absolutely could have gone in and, and stomped Big E in the head and and because he wasn't down. thinking clearly. No, I understand that. I understand. That. I understand so you that. Attack, attack the guy that attacked you. It's just so, it's, it's one of those next level things where you have a shitty finish, but they find a way to make it worthwhile. Yeah, and I'm just I'm not saying I don't like the finish. I'm just saying in terms of me looking at it from a logical standpoint, I know wrestle logic, whatever. But if you look at it for me, if I'm looking at it going, I don't fucking want him in my match. I'm just going to go find a way to fucking DQ a Big E. You know what I mean? Like, but, and he, he just felt like, it just felt like he looked stupid, which I get, but it just, uh, up until the point where he got hit and then he lost his cool and came in, that made sense. But to the beginning part of it, I thought, why didn't he just fucking slide in and stomp Big E's head in? You know? Adam, how often do you get angry? Is Adam? You. How often do you get angry? Uh, every moment of every day. When you get angry, would you say that you think logically in those moments of anger? Uh, sometimes, sometimes no, not. No, 
You don't. Now when someone comes over and starts beating you up and you fight back, you, you see red. You see red. You see red, Nestle. You're not, the you're, reason, only reason you think logically is when you can pop that Snickers in your mouth because you get some jet fuel so the wheels start turning again. <laughs> so uh, get your logic you, out the window. I need a candy bar now. I need a candy <laughs> bar. I am so fucking hungry. But anyway, that's beside the point. No, I agree with you. I think it's great. I, I, I you know, it's insert. It makes me wonder, like, and again, it's more intrigued to day one because you look at it and you think, oh, is KO leaving or is he staying? You know, and I, I doubt should he's going to stay or should I go? Do you know who sings that? Uh, the same people who sing Rock the Casbah. Rock the, the same Casbah. people you still don't know. I like it. I'm horrible with names. Whatever. You, I'm gonna if you up. say it, I'll be like, oh, yeah. Duh. I'm not going to tell you because you should look it up. That's fine. I, I know it. I, my dad used to have their CD. Their so. CD. Oof. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Somewhere. You know, when I lived with my dad when I was a kid. That was like 15 years ago. There were these things called CDs, Adam. Did you ever have a cassette? I did. Well, I had a but we, the, when I was very little, I probably had it for a little bit, but then CDs came out probably as I got older. So I didn't have it long. My dad had records. I remember he used to play records in the basement in our first uh, condo when I was little. Fun fact about WrestleMania, my first DVD ever, WrestleMania 15, The Raging Climax. I was so excited. So excited to get <laughs> WrestleMania on DVD. That was the one of the worst WrestleManias of all time. But anyway, back to uh, anything Shine-related. Do you have anything else that you'd like to talk about that is very Shine-related? <laughs> Sami Zayn. I mean, there, but this guy, like, um, he might be the male Mandy Rose. He's just always in the shine because he's fucking amazing. I love Sami Zayn. Um, so it's just one of those things. Obviously, he's been very featured recently because he's just incredible, and they're giving him his due. Um, didn't have the rub with Vince this week like he did last week, but uh, Sami Zayn won a battle royal and is getting a universal championship uh, shot. We all, when I looked at that battle royal and they did the thing to keep Drew out, which maybe we can talk about in a minute or later. I don't know how you feel about it. Um, you're looking at the lineup and it's like he'll 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 Jeff Hardy. He'll 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 jobber 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 he'll 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 so it was just like oh this is Jeff Hardy's battle royal they're gonna do it and that's what they apparently were preparing themselves to do but of course they did the thing where Sammy was never eliminated came in and got it but I kind of love this because we know the in-ring product of Sami Zayn and Roman Reigns will be super hot fire but him having like a mini feud here with Roman I think could be a lot of fun. And especially like you mentioned it off the top, Brock Lesnar's coming back. So, you know, Sammy's getting screwed somehow. So they can really drag this thing out where it's like maybe Roman and Brock fight at day one or the rumble, but Sammy's like just lurking in the background, kind of like how Finn was being like, what the fuck, bro? So I loved all this. I thought it was fun. And the more Sammy Zayn on my TV, I think we all win. I was going to give my comeback to Sammy Zayn. And then I, then obviously other things happened. So, but I was so happy to see him win that battle royal because I remember what Roman Reigns said, we need more Sami Zayn on our television. And he said yeah. that in an interview. And all I could think about was, oh, at least I'm a little bit more. I mean, not that Roman Reigns has stalled in any way. He's done a fantastic job. But he's beaten everybody. You know, and you get to a point where, you, you, know, you and, and I've seen people on Twitter talk about this and say, he's beaten every baby face. There's nobody left. It's Brock and Mac and that's it. And yada, 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 yada. Which you can sit there and debate it all day. But with Roman Reigns, I feel like, and this is why I think people need to really appreciate Roman Reigns, I don't think it matters if there's a heel or a baby face across him. I think he just finds a way to be the biggest asshole in the room. And it works. 
I think it works properly every single time. I'm in love with this character. I, I, I think when this is all said and done, we've talked about this. I think when we talk about characters and runs, this might be one of the best runs ever. Just hundred percent. Period. Hundred percent. And it, it's it's phenomenal to watch, and I I enjoy it because of the nuances, and I and I appreciate it. And for people that don't like it, you know that's not for you. I understand. But I think if you you may not appreciate it now, but you'll appreciate it someday. That's all I got to say about it. Yeah, people Let me don't know. like Maybe it. Maybe not day one, just, but you know, they're morons. I'll say it. I'll say it. it just there's nothing. There's nothing not to like about everything Roman Reigns has done because it's just great. And everyone he steps in the ring one with, he elevates. That's what you want. That's what you want out of a top guy. So besides the fact that RK Bro had Randy wearing a wig, is there anything else you'd like to put in the shine? Um, do you have other shine? Because I have something I know you didn't like that I liked. I just want to point out that the RK bro again, really brought up, uh, they've, they've been like you and I have been talking about, there's ebb and flows to these things where it's like, it's hot and it's not and whatever. And they're at least they're above water at this point and they're floating. Cause every time when I saw the, Hey Randy shirt, I chuckled when I saw Randy put on the wig and says, you got two seconds to take it off. I'm so sorry. Like it worked. And of course at the end, anybody can eat an RKO, but nobody does it better than Dolph Ziggler. So the whole the whole thing was just great. Big Bob came out looking like a stud. I just I I just I enjoyed that matchup a lot and I thought they did a great job. Um and I, the the thing that I really thought about was man, they really love their hodgepodge tag teams. Like when I I mean I know they're a team now, but on Raw you really 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 got to just be a hodgepodge tag team to get air. Yeah, but I would say most tag teams start as a hodgepodge unless if they're like related like the Usos. Like at one time, the New Day was a hodgepodge tag team. It was a bunch of guys that came together, but you become and like Rude and Ziggler have been together for a while now. So it's like I think like they're, yeah, they're locked street in. profits and I understand that. That's Yeah, I mean they they obviously but those guys were hodgepodge together in NXT. They just weren't on TV yet, but they were two guys that they didn't really have a history. Not everyone's like FTR where like you grow up together or the, like I said, like the Usos or the Young Bucks. It's just, those are very rare. And I think that's why those are the staying power. But the majority is one of those things like they come together and like, I mean, look at the bar. That's one, probably one of our favorite tag teams the past five years or so. And they were de- a hodgepodge off a fucking seven, best of seven. By oh, your I boy forgot Foley. about that. Yeah. So it's just, it's good things that come out of it. But yeah, I mean, it definitely... But I think it's just when I see a hodgepodge and they come together so well, it's like, man, you know, something's like the instant I remember a couple years ago when they stuck Rude and Ziggler together, we were just like, man, that works. Never would have thought of it, but it works. So, I mean, sometimes you just got to give the credit where the credit is due in WrestleMania. But my last piece of shine, and I know you didn't like it because I saw you going back and forth with our boy Dom on Twitter about it, but I liked everything that Tony Storm and Charlotte Flair did this week, including the fucking pies, because you know what, WrestleMania? It's a feud. And if you're arguing with someone and there's a perfectly good fucking pie sitting on that table, you should take that pie and put it in someone's face because there's nothing more, not too many things that are more disrespectful than that. So for me, I loved it. I thought it was great. They took advantage of something that I believe they had a Thanksgiving leftover street fight and didn't use any of the Thanksgiving leftovers in the street fight or whatever. So I'm glad that Charlotte and Tony did. And you know what? I'm still excited for this feud. I'm enjoying this feud. I'm excited for Tony getting her chance to go with the other elevator on SmackDown, Charlotte Flair, and go to the top floor, baby. Penthouse suite for Tony Storm. <laughs> get him off my TV. Get him off my TV. Get him off my TV. So look, uh, I did see what she said on Talking Smack. She said Tony Storm does not get embarrassed, which I was a good save. 
I don't think anybody saw it because I mean, nobody watches Talking Smack. If you look like Tony Storm, would you ever be embarrassed? I mean, I'm sure she's I embarrassed. Be. But anyway, no, that, I wouldn't be. Here's the thing. Here's what I want to say specifically. I hated it for obvious reasons that we don't have to get into an argument. But you said I get angry every day anyway, so we might as well. <laughs> <laughs> but what drives me insane about this? is we just came off this Becky and Charlotte thing that was making, you know, a lot of waves and all this other crap, which fine, whatever. But it was like, it was like nobody backed down and Charlotte can't, you know, look bad. And Charlotte just looked bad by getting a rolled up victory or loss, excuse me. So it's just, it's hard. But then when you do the Tony, we, we unpause Tony Storm after Survivor Series. We thaw her out. We put her out there. She hasn't really done anything on SmackDown, right? Like for me, she hasn't done anything on SmackDown. She's just kind of there. She's just whatever, even though we know she's uber talented and uber fun. She just hasn't done anything, right? So we get to that point and then she's sparring with, with Charlotte. She did a decent enough job in the promo. But then we get to the point where the ending of the, honestly, the real, the real problem for me is the pieing. That's it. It's just... The cream yeah, pie. The fun part. You don't like the fun part. No, 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 no. Let me ask you this. Yes. Ask away. Joshua. If who's that? Who the fuck is Joshua? I don't know. A book in uh, somebody <laughs> in the Bible. I don't know. Anyway, so there's somebody that 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 you and I are in an argument, right? Mm-hmm. And you always people will say on this program, you always get the best of me, right? And then you pie me in the face. Not once, but twice, right? Don't you think that makes me look like so bad that like I didn't get anything out of it? Like, do you think people are going to look at me and go, oh, man, I want to cheer for Nestlemania? No, of course not. I mean, well, so we'd have to reverse the roles here where you would have to throw the pie on my face because I'm the baby face. That's fine. If I pied you twice in the face, pied you twice. That's hard to say. If I if I if you got cream pied in the face twice, if you did that. If you got twice with with no rebuttal, nothing, wouldn't you think it's harder for people to cheer for you? I don't think so. Personally, I really don't because it's one of those things. It's like, it's again, I, I see it as one of those like, like it's spitting in someone's face. Things like that. It's a sign of disrespect, like ultimate disrespect. That's why fucking Carlito works so well. He would take a bite out of an apple and spit it in your face. That's worse than a middle finger. You know what I mean? That's a, that's like the biggest fuck you can get. And Pine's kind of like the similar thing. Like, yes, Pine has more of like, you know, we grew up watching it happen in cartoons to people, blah, blah, blah. But I don't, I, to me, it doesn't take away from it. If anything, it was just like a fun little piece. And it's like, I'm not rooting for her any less than I was before. I'm probably rooting for the same. I'm already rooting for her a lot anyways, because I love Tony Storm. Ever since you put me on her pre-WWE, I was all in. Um, so, I don't know. It's just one of those things where, I mean, the one argument maybe where you could make it be like, oh, Tony Storm is like, her character's just cool. By getting her pie in the face, maybe it takes away from that, some of that sure. coolness. It doesn't for me, but like you could argue that. Maybe some people are changed by that, but not me personally. So, and that's fine. I'm not, I'm, I'm looking at the greater scope of things. I'm not saying like how you see something or how, I'm, I'm talking about the greater scope of how an audience would see somebody. Because here's what I would think too. There were two pies there, right? You could have had Charlotte get pied. Now they're equal, right? That would have been fine, right? I think could, they could have done that, but, but it's just but, one but, of those things. It's, it's Charlotte, man. I understand it's, that. It's I'm, just, I'm just saying, here's the thing, right? Here's my logic. If you had had Charlotte pie her and then Tony pied Charlotte, right? Then it's equal. And you're like, oh, they're on yeah, equal so playing field. That's you great. Love, that, you, love, you love 50-50 booking. No, that's so not, no, 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 no. Let me, let me make my point before you jump all down me. Look, I just, I want to say one thing real quick. You would have taken somebody that is literally 
cold on the bench, not doing anything, and automatically told somebody psychologically, subliminally, oh, they both pied each other. They're equal, right? You could that that's how you elevate. You love the elevation. That is the elevation, in my opinion. Now, let's flip the script. What if Tony Storm pied her twice? Then you get an upset Charlotte, which we know is the best Charlotte. By not by by far, bar none, the best. Angry Charlotte got pied twice after already having a loss to Becky. She'd lose her shit. It'd be great, right? Then you go, hey, not only is that woman cool, she's the rate, you know, the 80s rocker chick, but she just pied Charlotte twice. And you, again, you elevate her because you brought her up to Charlotte's level. You got underneath her skin. That's what I'm asking. To me, to me, I look at it like why not equal or let Tony get the comeuppance? Because we know she's not winning. Like, let's get her. Let's get Do her acclimated. Charlotte never has Lon Reigns. Do we know no, that Tony's not winning? No. I think Tony has a better chance to beat Charlotte than Liv has to beat Becky. Liv has got no chance in hell. Not. Oh well, she's winning. Let's go. Nope. Choo choo. People check the Vegas odds. They should check the Nestlemania odds. Honest to God, I'm just saying. Yeah. I'm worse than Bravada. <laughs> just call it Bravada. Bravada. Whatever the fuck it's called. What is it called? Bovada. Bovada, whatever. There'll oh. be a fucking t-shirt. Brovada. I don't fucking know. <laughs> I don't gamble. I don't lose my money. Oh, man. I'm glad you're having a good time. Good thing you don't. Good thing I'm a, you I'm don't. A glad, uh, dude, I can barely pronounce things. Do you think it's been important? Do you know how fucking hungry I am now that we've been talking about pie for 10 minutes? I know. Okay. Let's move on. Oh, I just, we just went through Thanksgiving and all ate a lot of pie. You got me back on the pie train, so. Well, if you like well, pie. Well, we are in the heat, right? Yes. We are in the heat. Yeah. Um... So, bu- 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 um, uh, I don't know. There were like the rest of SmackDown besides the Sami Zayn stuff and the pie stuff. I really didn't enjoy much of it. I thought it was fairly weak. Um, we had to have another guitar distraction spot. Um, so Garza beat Boogs. Apparently that's what we're going to do every week. I, I don't know. I just, I didn't love it to begin with and repeating it over and over again. It's like, eh. And it's also like, what are we doing with the Intercontinental Championships? Is he ever going to defend it again? Or is he just a prop? Is him in the title a prop for Boogs and his guitar? I don't fucking know. Uh, it's a, it's a, it's a rough go of it, to be honest. I don't really know. Yeah. Don't I, love it. I, I'm looking more at SmackDown. It's like, we, we didn't discuss it because we leave it for the purpose of, of what we're going to talk about, but fucking Mac with this whole authority angle. It's like, it's done so many times. They've never fucking done it before. It feels like, right? Like they've never done this authority holding down the baby face. Yeah. And it's just, it's hard. Here's the thing. You and I have already discussed this at nauseum. So I really don't want to go on, on that route about the Mac. We know he's been overexposed and we know that he's been overdone and he needs to just go away, come back and then we'll love him again. We just know that's the formula, but they won't do it. And I get that. But Giving him the authority, uh, pushing him down, and he's going to win the Royal Rumble or find a way into the main event of WrestleMania somehow. Like We know that's what they do, but nobody believes that anymore. Like If you're going to do it, you have to find somebody Daniel Bryan's height. You have to find somebody that's a lesser-than person in terms of going to lose at every corner. Like Mac just looks like somebody that doesn't lose. You look at him, and he's like... Seven feet tall almost with a giant slongy sword. You just don't lose with that kind of guy. And for somebody to hold him down is like, I'm not going to believe that Adam Pierce and Sonya will kind of, you know, fucking hold this guy down. Can we, how about this with him? Because I, it just feels like they're saving Drew Roman probably for Mania or something like that. Or they're saving it for some point. Can, can they just suspend him next week for like two months? Suspend him to the Rumble or something? It's just like, get him off my fucking TV, as you would say. Yeah, so seriously. Like, yeah. Like, just suspend him. I don't fucking know. Brock's coming back. Give a new suspension. I don't care. Just like, 
we like we need a break, man. We like I will say I did love him running out to get the battle royal with a sword and waving yeah. it around <laughs> because it's just like everyone's like, holy shit, he might use it. Like yeah. that was great. But besides that, it's just like, dude, I'm like the Mac fatigue is just so fucking high. I, I it's funny when I saw him swinging his sword, all I could think about was he's never fucking stabbed somebody once. Not once. I hope not. He's a liability. <laughs> he's a he's a liability to himself though. But whatever, he's yeah. just throwing around whatever. I just here's the thing, like I just, I just want him to go away. Like, yeah, we I, need a break. I think if you just take remove, a break. I think if you remove him from the equation, he, it won't hurt him. It really won't, because we know the inevitable. We know the inevitable here. But I would, I would go further into the idea of if you keep screwing the guy, I don't think you're gonna help him. I really don't. No, because I don't think people like we. We don't. I, I, he had the worst circumstance happen to him and his timing and whatever. But it's like that was his time. That time has passed, and like, sure, he's a main event guy. He's always going to be around, but it's just like trying to build him up is this big like thing again. It's just, it's not. I feel like for the most part, people will turn him. I think what you, well, I mean, what they could do is if they want, if he has to stay on TV and they want to make it meaningful, is like people want to see him and Walter do that is like a fucking feud. Like that, if that's better than this shit that we're getting week to week, it's like just, just do it. It's one of those things. Like who knows what they're doing with Walter ever since he lost his title? I think he's just kind of like lurking because they don't know how to book him without the championship. But it's just like people want Mac Walter. Or fucking just do that feud now. People will be all boned up, you know? Yeah. Just, people get boners. Every time every time McIntyre's mouth um, name comes out of my mouth, excuse me, it's just hard. Like I just I feel like I don't want to talk about him anymore. So I, yeah, I, I'm not, not going to. But let's move on. Let's move on to a uh another uh feud from across the pond. Um Rich Holland debuted this week and uh he lost to Cesaro in a veteran maneuver uh, little roll up pinning combination or of some sort and uh I don't know if it was a job alert. It, it, it was. was it was. It was I, under three minutes. It was under three Ooh, minutes. Your ridge is free, folks. Uh, it was a jobber alert. There's a lot. There's a lot of jobber alerts. We know that Boogs lost, uh, so that's a jobber alert. Is what it is. There's there's just so much BS on this show, but whatever. It, I I don't mind jobber alerts. Like you know, her business lost to Dom and Ray. That was under three minutes or less. I, and here's the thing. I want to talk about this quick because, as you know, biggest Shelton Benjamin in the world right here. But it's just like. People are mad that they lost to the fucking Mysterios quickly. The Mysterios, who, like, Rey Mysterio, one of the greatest of all time, whether you want to argue it or not, he really is. And they were they were tag champs. Like, they're legit. And, like, people are mad they lost them. Like, look, I love Cedric and Shelton. They're two of my favorite guys, but they are what they are. They are what they are. They're out there to make people look better for the most part. We'd love that they're still connected to the Hurt Business because it gives them uh, extra meaning. But it's like, there's things to get mad about. That is not one of them. Yeah, I, there's just not a lot that I can say to add to that. I'm going to move on to a lot of other random shit. Bing. Uh, so yeah, got a work email. Goddamn work emails. Uh, so on on so here's something that we've talked about at nauseum, but I just feel like Balor is really just made to be the jobber of the stars. And I'm not saying he's a jobber specifically. I'm just saying he doesn't get a storyline anymore. He's just the cool dude with the jacket and the abs. He doesn't, like, Seth Rollins basically beat him, you know? It is Seth has beaten him a bunch of times, I feel like. We've yeah. seen that match a lot, which, again, we're never going to complain about those two, but I think it's just, we kind of talked about this last week, too, with Finn. It's just, like, Raw is such a heel-dominated show right now, besides Big E, so it's like you need someone for these guys to get a little come up and to continue to boost them so they can challenge Big E, and... Finn's that guy right now. He's like the stepping stone to Big E. And it's, again, it's not a bad, bad spot to be in because it means they have a lot of faith in you. They consider you one of the top guys. And they know Finn's pretty invincible when it comes to wins and losses. He kind of has been. 
his whole career, despite being a guy who's undersized and everything. It's just like his character and the consistent reaction he always gets. Like he's pretty invincible to it. So it's like, they're not afraid to have him go out there and take those L's, which again, do I love it? No, Finn's one of my favorite guys. I love him, but it's one of those things. It's like, He's not on the front burner right now, so he's being used to heat up those front burners. But when you know? is he? He's ne- like he got to the he got to the demon thing, and I understand that. But for me, he like, just he was just like a had a, had a big feud with uh, Roman Reigns. Like he was there. That was like his one thing. And you get they knocked him down a little bit. Now he's treading water a little. He's 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 around. He's going to be featured during Rumble season. He's probably going to have a big time WrestleMania match of some kind. But he's not. It's like you have a babyface champion right now, and they're they maybe they do Finn and Big E, but it's just it just is what he is. He's in that next slot down, which unfortunately is to boost up the bad guys. You know what he is? You know what Finn Balor is? He's good luck, Chuck. That's what he is. He, 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 you, you beat him and then you become the man. That's what it feels like. That's, yeah. that's exactly that's what the it spot is. he's in. He's, he's the booster. He's the guy before the guy. You know what I mean? Yeah. He is. That's exactly which what again, it is. It's, you don't never love it, but it's not a terrible spot to be in. Cause like I said, no, his pockets are lined, they have a, but whatever. they have a lot of faith in you. They have a lot of faith in you to do that. Cause that's a, that is an important spot. Right. It usually is by a baby face that they know is pretty durable. So Durable. Pliable, even. Yeah, he's very pliable. Pliable. Very pliable. Abable as well. What is abable? I don't know. He has abs. Is that, oh, like, abable. abable. I thought that was like a real Tom <laughs> Brady word or something. I don't know. I don't know. I just made it up. I kind of like it. He's abable. Abable. He's got so many bulls. All right. Anything else you want to get in the heat or we're going to get moving on? Uh, I don't even oh, know I, if I, I want to I, I say, this, say this real but, quick. I'm going to say it. Okay. Apollo Cruz versus... Your boy, Damian Priest, I hated this matchup. I was so angry when I saw this because I thought they're just wasting it. And then, of course, you know, uh, uh, Aziz was out there doing nothing, of course. Exactly. Got a winter cold. Human sneeze. Aziz. Yeah, the uh, the human sneeze. Aziz. That's what he is. Uh, Aziz. Uh, So uh, it is. But look, the real issue here is, is that Damian Priest, that match to me made me remind myself going, this fucking guy. This guy does all these shitty fucking moves. He just looks so bad. Like, all I could think about was stop fucking flipping and missing. Stop fucking jumping off the second rope. We know you have legs to your face and you do all these, you know, jujitsu, kung fu, karate crap that you do and it looks cool 50% of the time. But this was a match where I was just looking at it like, wow. Apollo Crews looks terrible in this matchup. Not on his end, but I just mean in general because he had to sell for this bullshit. And then Aziz gets like, the, you know, like, oh, bumbling, whatever. But then you just, you get these stupid little rolls. It just looks like somebody who isn't in finishing school of wrestling, just getting thrusted out there, which I understand why they like him because he's a very marketable human being. But when I watch this match, I'm just like, can someone just sit with him and watch, like go to a video game and pick out a move set. Like go to Sheamus and be like, hey, bruh, I'm six, seven. Show me what moves to have. Because this ju- just jumping on the second rope or jumping off wherever and landing on someone's kneecaps, he's either going to destroy somebody else or himself in the process. And I've said this for months. And I don't want anybody to get injured. But I keep looking at this and I get reminded constantly, JC, and it burns me to the core that somebody doesn't stop him and say, dude, stop it. Just <laughs> fucking stop it. That's it. Sorry, I had, I had to go on a mini rant it, 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 every time. <laughs> I I mean, I didn't love this match either. I, again, I like you, I thought they wasted it. I'm not as critical of his moveset. Again, like I've never, I've really come to appreciate Priest um, since he's been on Raw, but he's never been, definitely never been one of my favorites. I just come to really appreciate him because they did a great job. But yeah, no, this wasn't, 
this wasn't none of this was well done. And again, it's just like the raw where they announced like a title match like this out of nowhere, right? For the show, it's just like it ruins the build for something that they actually, since Apollo's been drafted to Raw, they've been leaving little like breadcrumbs. So kind of like those things get you excited. And then when they have this happens, it kind of ruins it. So I'm with you. The other thing that really makes me upset is they're like three steps away from putting like a human light switch on the back of his back. You know what I mean? Because it's like all of a sudden you sit there and you like see him outside and it was like for no reason at all. I think because Aziz got involved or whatever, it made him angry. And all I could think about was what the fuck is this? It makes no sense. Like, oh, this guy was trying to fuck with me. So I got to get all into Hulk massive mode and get upset and beat Apollo Crews. They're going to get him a light switch. He's just going to turn on and I'm going to get angry. I'm going to get a, I'm not angry anymore. Angry off on off on off on. That's what it is. That's what that gimmick is. I get it. But it just seems a little ridiculous to me. That's all. That's all. I think it's time to get hopeful. We've 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 palate cleansed now. Yeah. You're my only hope. Would you like me to go first? If you want to. If you like. Yes, please go first. Okay. So I was, there's one thing we left strategically out of this show because I think it bears repeating and a little bit more um, expose. I really enjoyed Vince McMahon and Austin Theory. I couldn't. I knew you would. I couldn't love this more because here's, here's what I love, right? Vince McMahon on my television is fucking hysterical, right? But Watching a young kid get that time with Vince McMahon is so you can't even measure it. You can't even you can't put into words how valuable that screen time is, let alone what he's actually learning. Right now, obviously, the whole joke was that he wasn't really learning anything. But all I could think about was, here's my hope. They they obviously are looking for the next star. They're looking for the main event of, you know, three, six years from now, whatever. And that's Austin Theory, whether you know it or not. He's only like 24 years old. But I look at him and I think, they are going to massively continue with this Vince and Theory thing to the point of they are going to put him... They are going well, The only thing I could think of is they're not going to give him the world title right away. That seems like a terrible idea. But yes. I, can see, I can see them moving pieces like away from the map so that Austin Theory can, you know, like win the United States Championship by hook or by crook or something, and then come back to Vince and they're talking strategy and stuff. I just think that going forward, this is the opposite. Like, I haven't seen in my head yet who the baby face is on the flip side that's going to benefit from it, but what I can really see is that Austin Theory with Vince McMahon, he's not going to manage him, he's not going to really coach him, but if they get more time together, it's going to benefit him in terms of the United States Championship, better opportunities, and I think that the the study of it all is really important. And I want to see not I don't want him to call him the chosen one, but I can see him doing it in a in a in a way that makes him say this is my WrestleMania main event for WrestleMania 40. You know what I mean? Like I can see him saying that, and I want that to come true. I want him to be there. But what I really want more than anything else is more McMahon with Theory because I think by doing it, you're front-loading the investment and you're front-loading the expectation, but you're feeding me in bits that I can deal with. You know what I mean? He didn't have to wrestle, but those segments, whether there are four or five of them, whatever, I thought all of them made hilarious sense. I loved the slap at the end. He's like, you fucking didn't learn nothing. You know, it was like, I loved it. I thought it was great. And Theory has a lot of great acting chops. That's what I learned from the way. But Vince must see something special in this guy. So I'm in. I'm in 100%. Because 
He looks the part. He can be on the side of a truck and on your posters and your cups and all that other shit. But he buys me in with his moveset and he buys me in more with his acting ability. So I'm excited. I'm not going to call him and I'm not going to curse him. But if Vince McMahon has dubbed him the next thing, I think that's where we know it's it's a big deal. So what's the hope? That's my hope. Okay. No, I, I mean, I agree with that. I thought these were great. My hope, uh, my hope think, is that they dub him the next chosen one, that they 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 move pieces out of the way to get okay. him into, like, the favorite I, child of WWE. Like, they pull strings. Like, not the authority in Seth Rollins-ish, but of that ilk, I think I want to see them make him the preferable performer. You know what I mean? Like, I want them to, like, baby him, and, like, that's a good character strength that they could go with. I had massive McIntyre shows one vibes from this like yeah. all night. Just thinking, I was like, I was like, that's, that's what it feels like. And I think the difference is, I think theory in the ring, like he is a, I think he's a measuring stick type guy where like you talked about, guy doesn't need to be main event right away, but this guy could be the measuring stick of the mid card for the next several years and really be a dominant force for those and really build himself up and then work his way to the next level just by continuing to gain that experience. And I think people are going to want to work with this guy like that's rookies. Everyone are going to want to work with him because he's good. And he does, he brings that next level character that you can't, you can't always teach. Um, for me, my hope, um, kind of sticking with the youth vibe, Nestlemania, because it is war games on Saturday or Sunday. I'm not Sunday. I think. Right. Yeah. And uh, we have the old school versus the new school in the men's war games match, which it's kind of a fun concept. Like, yes, I know some people they're mixing the heels and the baby faces. How are they going to do it? Why is Ron Breaker signing with Carmelo Hayes? Why are LA Knight and Tommaso Chopper friends? Fuck off. Fuck off. This is great. This is new school, old school. The whole premise of NXT, this 2.0, has been this new school. So I love this. Carmelo Hayes has been amazing. Braun Breaker has been amazing. Tony D'Angelo, for what he brings, has been amazing. Grayson Waller, I'm pretty high on. I think he he definitely has some work, but I'm pretty high on him. I think he's good. So I love that these four guys are getting a chance to go in there with Gargano, Champa, Dunn, and LA Knight. This match is going to be super hot fire. And my hope, Nestlemania, is that the new school wins. I want this pay-per-view to end with fucking Carmelo Hayes holding up that title, Braun Breaker steinering all over the fucking screen, Tony D'Angelo paying off the ref or something, and Grayson Waller looking like a fucking moron in his shorts. That's what I want because I think this is it. Like, all four of those vets, they can take a loss in this type of match. It doesn't matter. But what it would bring to those four guys, these four guys who have been, especially like the the top two, have really starting to elevate themselves. It's just like they're here and they're here to stay. So I think this is a seminal moment for them. I absolutely am excited for this match. I'm excited for the matchup. So that's my hope. Hashtag JC knows. Hashtag JC's hopes come true. I didn't do hashtags. Nah, nobody cares. All right, yeah. so <laughs> nobody fucking cares. Uh, so okay, that was that was good. I really like it. I'm gonna I'm gonna switch my I'm gonna last minute audible my comeback this week because you took what mm-hmm. I thought was gonna be mine. Um, I'm gonna give my comeback three way comeback to Pete Dunne, Johnny Gargano, and Carmelo Hayes. I thought this was gonna be a good match. Mm. I didn't know it was gonna be a great match. Mm. And so I I think I mean I I mean I have I have talked like. Like as a person to Carmelo, like he's like a nice enough dude. Like he's he's such a special human being. So obviously I'm a honk for that guy, and I just want to see all the success in the world for him. But then you know I, I I'm pretty hard on Johnny Gargano, and I I like Pete Dunn, but he does look like you know there's a reason why he's got long hair, like just to cover the rest of his face. But like in the ring, I, they're they're all special in their own way. And I I'm not gonna lie to you, 
when I watched NXT last week, all I could think about was, I want to get to this match. I want to get to this match. I want to get to this match. I want to see if it's good. I want to see if it's good. And the rest of NXT was really decent. But when the ending happened to that match, all I could think about was, God damn it, was that a fun match. That was so fun. You know, regardless of what happened at the end with the, the whatever. But I just thought that that triple threat match made me go, well, Pete Dunne's the same age as Carmelo. And Pete's got like 45 fucking years in the business. He was wrestling in the goddamn womb. And then there's Johnny Gargano, which, you know, I assume once he becomes a dad, will probably take a different role somehow. So, again, I just thought this was a wonderful mix of good and bad, new school, old school. And to me, I, I just like the idea of this is the part that I really enjoy. And I think it's piggybacking off of what you just said, JC, is this triple threat match, if you go back and you watch, yeah, the ending was whatever, but it showed you that they put way more stock into the North American championship than normally they have. And it is the A champion, the A show, and I, I, or the A title. I like that. But they've gone to a point where Carmelo Hayes feels like an equal to, to Tommaso Ciampa, which they've never really done a good job of. You know, like in our own logic, we think, you know, NXT title. And, you know, you, you think there's like the big mountain. But they've done a great job with that that whole idea of, because I'll buy, uh, not so much Grayson Waller, the other three I will buy, that they could do some damage in that cage. May, now, maybe Grayson Waller will do some crazy backflip, uh, you know, off a motorcycle or whatever. But he was like, like a boxer and shit too, so he'll probably yeah, have I, some. I, I think like if I had to pick a weak link, it'd be him. Well, yeah, I mean, I definitely agree with that. But, it's, it's that, I, but. I think the triple threat really proved to me that, uh, I think they're going to be fine. I really, I, I think they're going to be more than fine. I, and I think there's going to be a lot of fun going forward because n they've interjected so many new things that I'm, I, I look at it and I'm like, well, at least it's new. You know, you can make jokes of the, the Vinks and the, you know, the card tables and all that bullshit, which doesn't really ring true for me, but at least there's a, you know, a personal story. There's stakes, right? So I watch NXT, at least I'm not fatigued after two hours. So I think it was a great yeah, job. I I've loved the 2.0. It's I've I've loved the whole experience of it, the freshness. I mean, Cora Jade pulling up to the Mandy Rose too. Love to see that. The Cora Jade had her own commercial for herself on Raw, so you know they're very high on her. And I mean, I'm pretty high on her too. I, she's she's got like that. Like she's a mix of. Um, I was thinking about it like the other day. Like who who she like she definitely I think has a little bit of the Paige vibe to her. Like being so young like that, she looks like the badass chick. But like she can already go in the ring. So it's just I don't know. She, there's they got big plans for her. So I think NXT 2.0 home run, but you know, in WrestleMania, there's only one comeback to get this week and you lost privileges by giving it to the fucking birthday girl last week. So Maurice is back. Maurice gets my comeback. The Miz is the best. The Miz is the best, best with Maurice. It was awesome to see her back. Curious to see how, uh, how much of a role she's going to be playing here. But like the Miz with Maurice is next level. Obviously he lost his drip drip. So he had to bring the wife back now as a sidekick, but I mean, it's just, this is a win. This is a win for all of us. Maurice is the best. Come back, city. Let's go. I couldn't agree more. I'm not <laughs> even going to add anything to it. Let's move on to the big old finish. We got a lot to talk yeah. about. Oh, yeah. We're going to get to yeah, predictions, and the staff picks will also be available on jobberknocker.com, the website that you should check out because it has the best AEW, NXT, Impact, you name it, coverage in the biz with our boy Joe and Dom and everyone else. So check that shit out. Uh, tpublic.com slash jobberknocker. Lots of sales for the holiday season. So get you, your family, your friends, and your pets and your babies and everything kitted with the best 
Jobberknocker merch from tpublic.com slash Jobberknocker. Five stars, five flames on all podcasting apps. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter at Jobberknocker. Follow all the staff. Twitter handles, which are in the description of this podcast. Nestlemania, are we doing war games or are we doing AEW first? Your I think AEW needs to go first. We'll start with Dynamite! Uh, so they have an interesting card this week. Um, there's two matches I'm excited for, three that I'm kind of mad on, but uh, I'm excited for Cody Andrade. Yeah, look, I mean, that, that, that'll be a good matchup. I, I thought there should be more of a build to it, but I guess I guess they've been doing enough. They've been kind of like feuding adjacently for a while now. Yeah, yeah. Sick, I just I feel like this could be like a pay-per-view worthy match. And I think it originally that was one of the yeah. some choices, but they obviously went with the tag match. So I don't know. we're getting I, it on Wednesday. So I think this is a, that, that's probably the highlight for me on AEW this week. Do you think it do you think it main events? No. Okay. Um I don't know, maybe. I guess it could actually looking at it but we'll run through the rest of it um uh danielson and punk have to fight every week now so danielson's taking on alan angels of the dark order do you care not even a little me either cm punk takes on lee moriarty this was just added uh fun that he's facing a young up-and-comer but it's just one of those things it's like okay i leave moriarty i will say this much from what i've seen of him in, in the independence I, he is really fucking good like i mean if you're gonna watch somebody he's not he's not like jonathan gresham who's like the octopus of like just doing all the great, crazy, you know, cradle moves. But Lee Moriarty is a fantastic, I can't put him over enough, great wrestler. Um, he's, you know, Danny Garcia, like all those guys, like Garcia, it just, they're all so good. And I think Punk, he bores me with him trying to be the the grappler when all these other kids are way faster. I don't want to see it. But I, I think Lee Moriarty is a good enough measuring stick because I don't think he's like a faster person than Garcia, but I think that when I look at Moriarty, I think his style and his speed is closer to Punk. So I'm hoping that this is at least a little bit more enjoyable. That's what I'm hoping. Next up, we have a TBS tournament. Uh, I believe this on the quarterfinals. Chris Statlander and Ruby Soho, two of the fan favorites. I'm picking Soho. Who you got in WrestleMania? I'm picking Soho, but I have... So here's something. I, I don't think anybody really said anything. And maybe I'm just not paying attention enough about Chris Statlander. When the fuck did she start talking? I just out of the blue, she just started fucking talking. Well, now she's like getting cool in the fucking uh, Orange Cassidy group. No, I don't so understand she's... that. But like, she was still not talking. She was like booping people on the nose, like she normally does. Yeah. Well, but she was an alien. She just... Now she's like, now she's kind of like morphed into like I don't know something. I else. get it. She's a good promo. I just was concerned that I was like, did I miss something, or did she just start talking and acting like a badass? It was just weird to me. They probably did it on dark or something. So with yeah, the lights off, you, you probably didn't see it. Yeah. Uh, and then we have your hashtag Nestle's main event. Stan and Darby Allen took it on the gun club. I can't believe that in the year 2021 of the Lord that I have to fucking watch the gun club. Like the gun club. Now, yeah, Billy Gunn looks great for his age. His son, you know, whether you believe whatever, he put it out on a tweet and got hammered on from like six years ago. That's his own fucking fault. But when I look at the gun club, I'm like, don't you already have 2.0? They're way more entertaining to me. You know what I mean? Like, I'm watching the gun club. I'm thinking, man, it's 2.0 with Billy Gunn. That's what it is. It's dog shit. Like, it doesn't make any sense to me. Like, what what is Darby Allen and Sting gain from beating the gun club? They get a W grade, but nothing. Like, it's nothing. It's not filler. I, I, I look at Dynamite, and I'm like, I have a lot of fun on Dynamite. There's a lot of good stuff on there. But every once in a while, and it's more on Rampage than anything, it just washes up on shore. Like, gun club. Like it's a fucking manatee. Well, you know why it probably feels like that, especially this week, because Rampage, they have 
two title matches scheduled because they hear all your little fucking whine about well they're going for it this week uh your boy tony niece is challenging for the tnt title against sammy guevara couldn't care thought sammy has been colder than ice since he's won this championship i agree with you but he's still getting the crowd reactions oh, no, and people I, yeah. like him so we're definitely in the minority but like i i could this uh, especially coming from miro it's just like psh, get this they, out they face. haven't done anything as like for him and it's just he's just facing all the new signings he faced yeah. uh your fucking uh jay lethal now he's facing tony nice but I, i'm just ready for him to lose it to scorpio sky let's get there but nestlemania i'm getting a little hot because i mean i've seen this match a bunch of times now and they should probably move on but they're giving us one for the road two out of three falls aw tag team championships the lucha bros and ftr this is gonna be super hot fire i look they should main uh, no it shouldn't main event start the show with this so they get enough time but seriously I love it. I think it's a great idea. Is it? Is it one fall? See, this is the other thing. Uh, do are the both tag titles on the line? Do we know? I thought I'm not sure. I thought it was just the AEW ones, but okay. I could be wrong. I would love. I would love a match where it's both tag titles are on the line, or you know, one fall is for one tag title, one is for the other. I think that'd be pretty cool. But that, they're probably not going to do that. But we'll see. That would that that concept is always something that I think we like that they don't use very often in wrestling. But WrestleMania that wraps up AEW. We're going to war games. And uh, we'll get to the two actual War Games matchups. But first, we have a little bit of uh, business to take care of. And first, it is a singles match for the NXT Cruiserweight Championship. Joe Gacy says it is shameful that you have weight stipulations on the title. And I agree with him. So Roderick Strong is defending his Cruiserweight Championship against Joe Gacy, who is definitely not under 205. I, I When I literally heard the shameful and weight shaming thing, the only thing I could think of was you. Like you and TJ. I love and right, this guy. Like I, just, I love this guy. I, I lost it. I started laughing and I said, this guy is made for JC. Like, oh, it's so it's, good. It's He's just such a, the perfect troll character. It's so funny. And so you know that I think Roderick Strong is just vanilla. So I couldn't care less about this. I hope Gacy wins because it'd be hysterical. <laughs> But I know it won't, so I'm just going to pick Strong. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to pick Strong, too, uh, begrudgingly. Next up, we have a hair versus hair match between Cameron Grimes and Duke Hudson. And, I mean, this feud is what it is. I haven't, I mean, it's mostly missed for me. I haven't, this Duke Hudson character, I just, I don't I get it. just doesn't, I don't love it. But uh, Cameron Grimes' new look so far, I actually kind of dig. So uh, I think he's going to win this match. We're going to have a bald uh, Duke Hudson. So give me Grimes. I I think that the Vink is gonna get shaved. I think that uh, he already cut he already cut the hair and the beard of. You got to do tit exactly. for tat. You know what I mean? He already, like already gave Grimes a new look. So. Yeah. so I don't know. I just I look at it. I'm like, no, nah, you can't shave his fucking head. You're gonna you always embarrass the the heels. You rarely embarrass the baby face. So. Next up, we have a triple threat tag team match for the NXT Tag Team Championships Imperium. Fabian Eichner and Marcel Bartel, the champions, defend against Kyle O'Reilly and Von Wagner. And oh wait, actually no, we don't. It's not a triple threat. I lied. Kyle O'Reilly and Von Wagner are facing Legado del Fantasma tonight on Tuesday, and the winner will face Imperium. So uh, I mean, I'm going to pick Imperium regardless because they're going to retain. But uh, I don't know. I, I think Kyle and Von are going to win tonight. Yeah, I'm picking Kyle and Von to go to to take over or War Games, excuse me, but. Obviously, I'm picking Imperium, but here's the thing that I love more anything, and I forgot to mention this from last week's uh, NXT. When Von Wagner said "dumbass" for some reason, <laughs> I just lost it, and I went, "Wait a minute!" He just popped me with a dumbass. He was like, he was so dumb about it too. He was like, 
Hey, dumbass. Like, the way he delivered it. Ah, I think I'm starting to turn on Von Wagner a little bit, JC. You're liking him? I think... I you think, liking Adam Pierce's security guard I, for one week? I, I think something's wrong with me because every once in a while, I think I hate him so much that I like him. I don't know why. I've been there. I've been there. I am so shameful right That's now. That's literally what happened to us with Cameron Grimes. And look at him now. So Just that If he keeps calling people dumbass, I think I'm going to start to like him. Go well, back and watch know. last week when he had the mic. He just said dumbass, and I just went. I don't know. I don't know if I can live in this world. Oh, my God. I don't want to be on the Von Wagner. I don't. <laughs> I don't want to do it. Choo-choo, old boy, the Von Wagner. Yeah. Oh, Dysentery for everybody. Oregon Trail. Oh, Got to get away from this. All right, let's move Next on. Next up, we have the women's war games match where Raquel Gonzalez, Io Shirai, Cora Jade, Kaylee Ray take on Dakota Kai and Toxic Attraction of Mandy Rose, Gigi Dolan, and JC Jane. Oh, this is a tough one, WrestleMania. This is a tough one, but you know what? Oh, God, I don't even know who I'm going to pick. You go first. I'm, I'm going to pick excited. Toxic Attraction and Dakota Kai. I don't think it's. I don't think even think it's. It's a question. I think the other four are just like Kaylee Ray is added because she smashes shit. Okay, whatever. Zoe Stark is out there with a bad leg. Who gives a shit? Io Shirai is the only one that I would give a fuck about. And then there's of course Raquel. I'm back. Like he's driving fucking you know a motorcycle that looks like a fucking. Uh, I I am so soured on that. It just oh. Love the motorcycle. She got oh, me back it. in with that. Hate it. Hate it. Back in for the motorcycle. And if she she works out. Core Jade's cool. Core Jade's cool. Core Jade's cool. Fine, whatever. But like, she works out way more on her back than she does her wrestling. I'm done. I'm done. Like, I, I don't care. Moving on. It's toxic attraction. Always. You're just jealous that you don't have a back like that. But I will pick toxic attraction Dakota Kai because Mandy must post. She's the goat. Uh, next up, we have what I perceive will be the main event of War Games, and that is the men's War Games match. Old school versus new school. Champa, Gargano, Dunn, LA Knight versus Braun Breaker, Carmella Hayes, Grayson Waller, and Tony D'Angelo. How you doing? I mean, I I hope for the new school. I'm picking the new school, baby. I, I just, I love this. I love this match. I'm so excited for this match. I think Carmelo Carmelo Hayes is going to do something ridiculous, of course. I think that Grayson Waller is really the Jeff Hardy of this entire group. I think he's going to do something real stupid. <laughs> he's going to have the Kaboom of the Week. Yeah, he's going to have the fucking Kaboom of the Week. No way, no way, no how. I, I can mean, see it. I can see him taking an air raid from from uh, top, you know, Champa from the, off the top through a table. I can just... Cause oh, he's, my God. I just see them going, let's fucking do it. You know what I mean? I can see it. Because he just... He looks like the he looks like you could punch him in the face. He's got a very punchable face. Champa 100%. hits people in the face. It just works. It just fucking works. So I'm excited for it. I'm picking the uh, 2.0 guys because you always got to upgrade. So I like it. I like it. Upgrade, I like it. Upgrade, upgrade, I think that's. Upgrade. I think that's it for NXT this week. I'm feeling good about this show. I think we jam packed a lot of wrestling in this, so I think it was good. Yeah, we got we got a lot of a uh, lot in the A. We got block. a lot in the A block. Yeah, nobody yeah. knows what the A block is except you and I, but that's okay. A couple people might get the reference. I put a lot of things in the D though. I have a heavy D. Anyway, on that note, talking about heavy D. We should wrap up this show, and we will be back next week, hopefully, with more Jabberknockery. Toxic. Toxic.